Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. I'm so happy to have you here for author spotlight number 11. This is part one of my conversation with Joel Manby, and he wrote the book Love Works, Seven Timeless Principles for Effective Leaders. So these timeless principles, there's seven of them, and we are really honing in on the kindness and truthfulness piece. In part one, we're really talking a lot about kindness and encouragement and how we can do that practically. What does that even mean? And Joel really breaks down what love even means anyway. It's not just a feeling, it's an action word. And so I know you're going to love hearing from Joel. He was on Undercover Boss, actually. And he was the CEO for different companies and um, for Hershen Family Entertainment is where we saw him on an Undercover Boss. And I loved that episode. And he just really is such a down-to-earth guy. He's all about really practicing what he preaches. And he um, really breaks down so much in his book. There's so much goodness there. You're going to have to get it. But we really do talk a lot in this interview about how you can encourage and also hold people accountable and be truthful and how you can do that, how you can do that in your home, how you can do that in your business. So this episode is different in that this is for people who are in business um, and people who are in the home. So I love that Joel speaks to both business life and home life. You're going to love this conversation. So enjoy, friends. Hi, Joel. Welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to have you here today. Hey, Stephanie. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. You're so welcome. So everybody, this is Joel Manvey, and you may have heard of him <laughs> because he was on Undercover Boss, and and he's a 25-year CEO, including for SeaWorld and Sab and I'm just so excited to have you here today. You wrote this incredible book, which I read, and it is excellent. I suggest everyone go out and get a copy. The title alone is just really captivating. It's called Love Works, and the subtitle is Seven Timeless Principles for Effective Leaders. And so you talk about leadership in business, but this can totally apply to leadership in the home, in family life. So I'm really excited to have you here, Joel. And can you just start by introducing yourself a little bit more, sharing what this season of life looks like for you? And then also, how did this book, Love Works, come to be? Sure, absolutely, Stephanie. I, as you said, I, I was in the business life, a CEO of four different companies over a 25-year period. But I think more, much more importantly, I'm also a dad to four children. I'm married to Shannon and, you know, have all the issues that your listeners have of being a parent. And I'm glad you said that because Love Works is primarily a leadership book. However, we are all leaders of something, right? Every, all of your listeners are either the CEO or senior vice president of their home, and we all lead something. And so leadership and how to lead so you can motivate and get the best out of other people is always, always applicable. As far as how this book came to be, it was really a, a God thing for me in that 25 years of my life, I was leading in the auto industry, very cutthroat, very difficult environments. And I was always longing for a different way to lead. As a believer, I always felt there has to be a better way. There has to be a way that we can lead other people and not feel them, make them feel so poorly about themselves, which in the autocratic fear-based auto industry. That's what I was finding. And it wasn't until I went to Hershen Entertainment as their 
chief executive and was asked to be an undercover boss, that things really transitioned for me because at Hershend, I was taught by the owners how to lead with love. And when we showed those principles on Undercover Boss and 20 million people saw that program, we literally were inundated with all kinds of letters and emails and requests for how do you guys create a culture like that, that I ended up saying that, you know what, Joel's not the only one this angst and wondering if there's a better way to lead. Instead, I found it at Hershen, wrote about it in Love Works, and uh, it, it, you know, it's been very successful. And I really desired to write a second edition to update things on SeaWorld and some personal life issues. And that's how we got to where we are today. And my the real mission on my heart is to share these principles because at the end of the day, they are Jesus's number one commandment. And so why shouldn't we spend all of our time thinking about them? Yes, I really like that you bring in the word love to the business world, because I think a lot of people feel like it makes sense in family life and they're comfortable with that or in church and that just makes sense. But in the business world, I'm sure there's been, I mean, a lot of people want that, but I'm sure there's been some pushback and some people thinking that it can't work. And so what I think is great about your book, Love Works, is that you very clearly lay out in your book how it does work. And you have examples, not just your life, but all these other people that you've come in contact with where it really and truly works. And I really enjoyed, you know, these seven timeless principles. So could you just quickly outline the seven and then we're going to really go deeper with um, kindness and truthfulness today in this interview. Absolutely. Let, let me start before I go into the seven words that uh, you're right. People misunderstand it and they think love is soft because we think of the American word love, which is just, unfortunately, English only has one word for love. Greek, mm -hmm. The Greeks have four words for love. And what we're talking about here is agape, which is that's the love that Jesus talked about. It's a verb. It's an action. It doesn't even really matter how you feel about somebody. And when we get into feelings and emotions, it can seem too soft for the business world. And there's a whole chapter on that. I don't have time to go into it, but a lot of it is just how we think about love. Mm -hmm. And so in the book, Stephanie, we paraphrased 1 Corinthians 13, Paul's famous word on love, which when he wrote it, he used agape, the Greek word. And what we paraphrase it into, you know, just like the verse used at weddings, love is patient, love is kind. It's truthful, trusting, unselfish, forgiving, and dedicated. And so actually at Hershen and SeaWorld, we would teach our employees to behave this way, what we would call our beagles. So these are the type, these words define what kind of leader or parent or dad or mom or brother or sister that we want to be to the people we have close relationships with. And the do goals, which is what we all do every day, you know, to, whether it's you have to meet certain profit goals, you have certain number of members on your podcast. We all have do goals, but so few individuals focus on the B goals. And at least for me and for the Hershen properties in SeaWorld, we use these seven words of love to define that. And when you think about it, since it is Jesus's number one commandment, what a great thing 
to think about every day. I want to be more patient. I want to be more kind or trusting. And it, the, what I don't have time to go into that your listeners would find in the book, and again, whether it's your home or your, your small or large business, we it's all about the processes you put behind this because anybody can put words up on a plaque, but so few organizations and leaders take the time to put the systems behind these words to back them up, you know, to train people. What do these behaviors mean? Are you going to give raises based on them? Are you going to evaluate people on them? And that's a whole long and, and uh, fun conversation, but it's all in the book. But that's why it often doesn't work is people just basically put the names up on a plaque and they don't put the processes behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about the processes of you know, being kind. So this principle of kindness, what does that really mean? And why does it matter when you're a leader? I mean, we can kind of think of why it matters, but I would love to hear it in your own words. And, you know, you really go into this in your book. It's so excellent. So each of these principles, you dive really deeply. Um, so yeah, let's talk about kindness. So in, in kindness, uh, one thing it's not, it's not being nice all the time, because as mm-hmm. leaders, parents, as friends, we have to still hold people accountable. Our, you know, we have to talk to our children in a firm way some way and hold them accountable to behaviors we expect. But with kindness, there are, we define that as being encouraging and enthusiastic. And what's really interesting in this world, we, we, we survey all of our leaders on these seven words every year. And ironically, the one that always graded the lowest was, do I feel like my leader encourages me and reinforces what I do? And it was always a low score. For some reason, Stephanie, and I I don't yet understand it totally, human beings are not very encouraging. I mean, look look Mm -hmm. to how how many of you or your listeners feel like they've had too much encouragement. Almost nobody ever answers that question positively. And actually, uh, Dr. Cloud talks about this, uh, and psychologically, we need five times the reinforcement to, to match every negative that we get. And I think it's because humans with our might, you're kind of our fight or flight mentality, we tend to go to the negative about other people, about ourselves. And so it is such an important principle to encourage others, especially our children because they are not getting enough reinforcement in this world. And it's heightening with social media being so negative sometimes and kids comparing themselves to these idealistic worlds that they see in social media. It is so important as parents that we dedicate the time to be encouraging and enthusiastic as well as holding them accountable for when they didn't do things right. But trust me, they're hearing that enough in school or from some of their not so good friends. And so that's how we define it. And um, happy to talk more about how to actually live that out if you want me to go there. Yes, I would love you to. And really quickly, I just want to say that you saying that just it's the mission behind this podcast truly is to encourage people where they're at. Because I know as a new mom, I experience so strongly this pressure to do it all right, to do it all correctly. And I am a total 
recovering perfectionist, very type A, very driven, very hard on myself. And I think for a lot of moms, we have an inner critic that's so loud and we are so hard on ourselves that we truly need that encouragement, that five to one ratio. I've heard about that talked, you know, talked about in terms of marriage and and building up your spouse and really those five positive for every one negative. Um, so I like that you brought that up because really the 500 Seconds to Joy podcast is, you know, the subtitle is Mom Life Encouragement. And, and it's because, like you said, we don't get enough of it. We really need more of it. And, and it also comes back to God and how he is the true encourager. You know, you read the Bible, he is just lifting us up with his words, you know, read the Psalms. There's so much encouragement there. So I would love to hear you talk about, I mean, we're talking about family life, but I'd like to hear, you know, what, what do you think about if anyone listening is maybe in the business world? Um, I know some of the listeners are. And so maybe for family life first, and then in the business world, you know, how can we take that time to encourage? What are these practical ways that we can actually do this in our day-to-day life? First of all, uh, and the good news is the answer is the same either way. You know, there, there really isn't a difference between whether you're a leader of a small business or a big business or leader of your home. So there's really one answer, and that is see it as one of your responsibilities to do that to those who you lead. And so many leaders are so focused on whether it's other measurements in the home or maybe you're focused on pleasing your husband or your podcast development or what all the other things you have so many tasks Stephanie just like all all of us do see it as one of our jobs to encourage those who we lead and if we're not doing it that's a very important role to us I'll give you one gem that Jack Hershen gave me and it's going to sound so simple that your listeners are going to say well yeah of course but doing it is not simple and implementing it's not simple Jack Hershen would start each morning before you know we all grab our phones or we all get out of bed and we hit, go right to the emails he would he would in his quiet time before he went to any technology he'd think about yesterday and he'd think about things he saw that he could reinforce and he would write 3 to 5 handwritten notes every day to his people he led or to his children and so forth and his letters became gold over time you, you think about doing five a day and let's say 30 a week and you could get, you know, three, 300 to or so at least a year, maybe, maybe more like a thousand. You do that over a 50 year period. Just think of all the people with these handwritten jewels of gold that people treasure. And my kids, I used to write when my kids were younger, handwritten notes to them probably once a week about something I saw and I had four children. So almost one a day that something specifically I saw them do that I could reinforce and or reinforce it. When you see it, your mind starts going to, that's something I can reinforce instead of that's something I can criticize and make them better. Now, we still have to do that again, but you're, if you're doing this note writing, it's, it's amazing because it breaks through the clutter. Everyone emails and we're all sick of email. We get too much of it. We don't read half of it. And so Part of it's the handwritten note, but part of it's the power of starting your day in a positive, 
encouraging and enthusiastic mindset towards those who work with you or for you. And that's one big tip I'd, I'd get. And, and the other too is to be very specific. Um, don't give generalities, don't give platitudes like great job or you know, great job in the game great job in the game, how you hustled when you didn't have the ball, how you weren't just following the ball in soccer. I love the way you saw the field. And you can just do that with your child in anything. And again, I know it's a simple concept, but when I'm off my game, I don't do it. And when I'm on my game, I do do it. And I know those notes are, are treasures for my kids who have still kept them as well as some of the people I've led. So that's, that's just one thought on encouragement and enthusiasm. I really appreciate that. I really like that, Joel. That was actually one of my favorite parts of the book, which is why I wanted to bring it up because it is so simple. But I've talked about this on the podcast many times where the simplest actions really are the most powerful and profound. For example, opening up your Bible. How simple is it to get your Bible and open it up? (laughs) It's really simple, actually. But the power that is there. It's so profound. So thank you for sharing that example. And I always encourage listeners to take action. So I'm encouraging you friends, (laughs) get out a piece of paper, write a handwritten note to your child. You know, my daughter's three and a half, but she still enjoys notes. I'll just read them to her. So I will do that as well. I try to practice what I preach and I will be doing that this week. So thank you for that, Joel. And Okay, wait, don't go anywhere yet. If you have a few more minutes, tune into part two, the rest of my conversation with Joel Manby. You're in for some serious inspiration, friends. Bye for now.